The road to hell is paved with adverbs. So said Stephen King. What do you say? Writing on air from Chapel FM. Welcome to the Chapel FM Radio Theater. Nise, Oliver, how are you both feeling today about the show? Excited? Um, Very. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Well, this is the Red Kite Live show. Two shows, actually. The the Next Generation Foundation, Next Generation Seniors. Okay, and you've got a show first coming up. What's the name of your show? Should I stay or should I go? Okay, and quickly, this show requires some real audience participation. In fact, the audience, you all are essential to the show because you're gonna, you're gonna determine what happens in the show, basically. So how does, that, how does that work, more or less? What's going on? So there will be a bunch of objects up each time. When J- Joe and his trusty companion come up to the stage, you will shout as loud as you can for the object that you want to win. The object that got the louder cheer will go through to the next round. Okay. And because the theme of the Writing on Air Festival, and there are 76 events, and we know because the Next Gen Foundation group counted, uh, it took us about 15 minutes to verify, but there are 76 events, all of which have to do with missing. And so this show involves missing because we're talking about objects in the chapel and which ones we would miss if they disappeared most. Is that right? So we won't say what object you're going to be, but Nisei, in just a moment, you're going to transform into an object. Same with you, Oliver, and a couple of other objects. So again, it's all up to the audience and how much noise you make. It'll be scientifically verified by Joe, the meter reader, and his assistant, Riley, are going to read the sound meter to determine which object generates the most noise. Okay, so I think that's all we need to know, unless the audience has any questions. Uh, But otherwise, we're going to hear the theme music for the show. Our panel will come out. Big round of applause for the panel, and the objects will get ready to go. Is that right? Anything else we missed out on? I don't think so. Oliver, good? No. Okay, let's take it away. Welcome to the game show, Should I Stay or Should I Go? Hey, welcome to our panel. So, first of all, maybe introduce our panelists. So, first... And the blue microphone. Who are you, sir? Hello, though. I am Dan. And on the red microphone. Hello, my name's Aggie. Okay. And can you tell us just a little bit about how this show's going to work? I know we mentioned to the audience already, but just anything else you think they need to know about what, what we're doing today? Hello there. This is the game show, Should You Stay or Should You Go? The game show where objects from around the world come here to our studio and see whether they belong or don't. Okay, so I think we're going to meet the four contestants, the four objects from the chapel, who you, the audience, will decide whether they should stay or they should go. Will we miss them? So let's introduce, let's meet our objects here. So first of all, who do we have here? Welcome. Hello, my name is Joe the Crow, and I just need to let you know I belong here, so yeah. Hey, Joe the Crow, thank you for coming on board. And how long have you been hanging around the chapel for a while? Around five years. Excellent. Okay. And then back behind, we have... Hi, I'm your friendly American exit sign, and I've been here for like 251 years. 
Okay, thank you, thank you. And next we have... Hello, I am the ukulele. I am one billion and six years old and come from the most peaceful city in the world, Reykjavik, Iceland, and I am the most chill person you will ever meet. Okay, and finally we have a last-minute substitute, very bravely joining us here. Okay, welcome. I am Joe Kay, and I have probably been here the longest. And what was your name again? I missed that. Joe Kay. Joe Kay. And what, what kind of object are you, Joe Kay? A chair. A chair. Okay. So, big round of applause for the crow, the exit sign, the ukulele, and the chair. So, I want to know who I should keep in this chapel, don't we, Dan? We yes, we do. Yeah. So, first I want to bring up our two contestants. Let's have the exit sign. Is that your name, yeah? Okay. Uh, the exit sign, and can we have Joe the Crow, please? Come on, come to the stage. You're messing up my pens already, Joe. Not a good start. Okay, Dan, do you want to ask the first question? Okay, then. This is for Joe the Crow. Why did you come here out of all places and fly anywhere? Well, I came here with Tony because Tony, I just randomly managed to get into his kitchen. And five years ago, I just came here and I thought, you know, I might stay here for a while. Maybe they won't notice me, but till a few days later, they did. And they treat me actually pretty well, you know. I like it. Okay, okay. An exit sign. How long have you been here? I don't think I catched that at the beginning. I've been here 250 years. That's interesting, that, because I don't know if the building was here 250 years ago. Can you explain? Well, because the building wasn't here, I've been alive for 250 years. Amazing. So you've just been sitting in this sort of spot for a good, you know, 250 years then? Yep. Yeah, okay, all right. And, and why, why are you both loyal to the chapel then? Why should, you know, why, why are you good here? Well, I help save lives. Because, like, look around. Everything in here is basically flammable. Okay. Dan, any questions for Joe the Crow? Joe the Crow. Why? What do you mean, why? <laughs> I mean, why? Well, I don't know. I just li I really like this place. I get to wake up people really early in the morning. If they're not, if they're like really tired, yeah, yeah, I guess I can wake them up. What kind of noise do you make? A cross sound. Yeah, what but how does that sound? Though? Um, I can't. I can't remember. I, can, I think <laughs> I lost my voice, to be honest. Oh. All right then. Okay. Exit sign. Do you make any noises? No, I just light up. Okay. Okay. All right then. Fair enough. Um, okay. What makes you better than the exit sign then, Joe the Crow? Well, first of all, they don't make any sound. They just light up. Like, it looks renewed, to be honest. I don't really know why. If they was made 200 years ago, they would look really old, but it looks renewed. And I, make, I used to make noise. I, get, I used to wake up people a lot. But now, it's just, no. So are you telling me that you think that the exit sign is lying about their age? Is that what you're yep. saying? Okay. It looks renewed. All right. And what about your ball? Okay, so can I just say, in my defence, I am old. It's just there's something called fixing. Anyway, that was cold. 
the reason why uh, I'm better than her is because she can she will poop on your head. No, yeah, I don't. No, I don't. I'm a very nice crow. I don't do that. The only thing is that if baby cries or do anything really just not okay in this, in this place, I will rip the hair off. Like, I will bite it. Okay, so a little bit of a threat, a bit of a security guard there. Dan, any last questions before we vote? No, not really. Well then, audience, I guess it's time to vote. Our assistant and noise person will go around and measure your loudness. So, if you are happy with Joe the Crow staying, then I need you to shout as loud as you can because the person who gets the biggest noise number uh, will be staying in the chapel and staying for the final. Okay, so on the count of three, Joe the Crow, you can do whatever you want to try to generate some support from the audience. This is your chance. Ready? Audience, you've got five seconds to make as much or as little noise as you want. On the count of three. Three, two, one, so... <laughs> Okay, Riley, what number, what's the score for Joe the Crow? 104.7. 104.7 for Joe the Crow, okay, and now? And now, audience, it's time for you to shout for exit sign. Three, two, one, shout! <laughs> that seemed louder. 104.8. By 0.1%, the winner. Okay, wow, that was very close. So Um, any one little extra bit of noise could have made the difference. So never next time that it's in your hands, audience. So that means... Our winner is... Who was it? Sorry, I actually missed it. It was Exit Sign. Exit Sign. Okay, the winner is Exit Sign. Thank you so much for coming. I'm excited to talk to you in the final. Joe the Crow, it's been a pleasure. See ya. Get out. Okay, let's hear the music, and everyone, you can stomp away or, or say farewell to Joe the Crow. Bye, Joe the Crow. Bye, Joe. We'll miss you. We'll, miss we'll be you. missing you. So we've come to round two then. Who are our last objects? We've got the ukulele. Is that how you pronounce it, sir? Okay, all right. And then what do we have over here? Is what you, Joe K, the chair, is that yes. right? Yes. Okay, would you like to make yourself And to we've got a surprise announcement. We have a, an unexpected third object in this final what? round. We're also being joined by Scrap the Dog. So come on down, Scrap, as well. You want to join? Okay. So the this dog. is a three-way runoff. So lots of competition here. Okay. So you'll have to share Scrap and, and share your share. Sorry, can I just ask who's this Scrap the jog, Dog then? Pardon? Who is it? Who are you? Sorry, Scrap the Dog, did you say? Yeah. Okay, all right then. Right, so we'll ask you some questions, Scrap. I know you missed the first few minutes. um, And we're on round two. So, Dan, do you want to ask the first question? This first question is for ukulele. Sorry. Ukulele, how come you're the most important one when when there are a bunch more on the wall over there? I can be played at all times. Scrap the dog may look cool, I respect that, but they're only decorative, and the chair's not unique. There's 17 of the exact same of him all around here, so they don't really do much. And I'm unique because I am black with a British rugby ball on there. You, everybody here, try and beat that because there is no better object. 
Can I just ask then, so you've compared yourself to the others, but look at all those guitars. There's loads. Well, that's like saying, oh, well, a dog can't be good because there's 17 other cats in the room. Okay, that's very fair enough. That's an interesting point. Okay, I've been showing up a little bit. Okay. Right, I'm blushing, I'm blushing. All right, okay, next question I'd like to ask Joe Kay, the chair. So, do you have any special skills or talents since there are 17 others? I'm glad you asked. I am a transformer, a vehicle, so you can go to the shop whilst being sat down all the time. I'm also an amplifier so that you can plug your electric guitars in. That's very interesting. So, are you saying that you're magical? Yes. Okay, interesting. He's got to teach us some of those skills. Um, all right, Scrap the Dog. Dan, do you have a question? Yeah, Scrap the Dog. If you were to be a real dog, what kind of dog would you be? I'd stay the same, if I'm being honest with you. No, I mean, like, what kind of dog breed? I don't know. Oh, OK. Just a dog. So, Scrap, it is Scrap, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, do you know what type of paper you're made out of, or is it, is it rubbish? What, what's the situation? Just rubbish. People are picked up. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, tell me, what, what's your life stories? Because you, you didn't get introduced at the beginning, so I want to know how you got here, how long you've been here. Basically, I was walking in New York, um, and a big storm came, and randomly, a tornado came, started flowing around in the wind. I ended up in a chapel, landed safely, thank God for that. Now I'm here... So, uh, where's your New York accent? Pardon? Your New York accent. Because you're from New York. I wasn't born there. I just ended up there. Oh, all right. Uh-huh. Okay, so how long ago did you come here, did you say? Like, a year and a half ago. Right, okay. And so, Joe Kay, why are you loyal? Why, why do you like the chapel? I like the chapel because there's a lift so that people don't have to walk up the stairs, so I have more use. And I like it when people put on funny shows. A bit like this one. Yeah? Yeah, me too. Okay, you clearly, why are you loyal to the chapel? Well, I have been here for many, many years, and with my mother's and father's heritage, I will be loyal to staying here for the next 17 billion years of my life. That's really nice. Okay then. And what about you, Scrappy the Dog? What was the question? Why are, you, why are you loyal to the chapel? Because basically, I sit there every day, yeah, making everyone like adore me. Um, and I just show people that rubbish is like, you don't have to just always put it in the bin, you can just make stuff with it. Okay then. Well, now, audience, it's time for you to vote who you want. Come on, our noise person okay. and assistant. Joe, the meter reader, and his assistant, Riley, ready to go. Okay, so first, first we're going to vote for... Ukulele. Okay, on the count of three. Three, two, one, show! Yeah. 97.2. 97.2. Next up, chair. Yeah. Three... Two, one, shout! Ninety-nine point zero. 
technology. Technology, I don't know. Okay, well, we got to trust the technology. That's the le- one of the lessons. Don't trust your ears, trust the technology. <laughs> and now, finally, scrap the dog, shout in three, two, one. What do we do? Well, I guess the lesson is we trust technology, right? Well, bodies. Ethical dilemma. Uh, Radio facilitator, what do we do in this ethical dilemma where the technology tells us one thing and our own ears tell us something else? This was not planned, by the way. Who's it between? Who's it between? According to no, people in the okay. room... Do you know what? I think it's time, actually, that the judges deliberate. Oh, OK. Because Just a brief pause. Let's so play far. the theme music yeah. while the judges deliberate what to do, because we've got a conundrum here. Our ears are telling us one thing. The technology is telling us something quite different. OK, judges, deliberate. We have our verdict. Well, OK. All right. We did a lot of speaking. It took us about 15 minutes to decide. Okay. Um, and I think, you know, they're all great contestants. But clearly, the technology seemed to lack a little bit And Dante, I mean, Dan, do you want to tell us? The winner of round two is... Scrap the dog! Okay. All right. So farewell, ukulele, farewell. Get out of here. Okay, now we're in the final lightning round here. Bye! Okay, ready to go? Take it away, lightning round. So we find ourselves here at the final, and we've got two people in the final here, or should I say objects. So who do we have then, Don, Dan? Our final two objects in Will You Stay or Will You Go are... Exit sign. Come on, up to the stage. To the stage, exit sign. Okay. This is just one question for each to decide, okay, and then... And then the other object is Scrap the Dog. So for this final round, we've got one question for you each, and you only get one shot at it, okay? So our question is, let me find it in my notes here. Why would we miss you if you were to leave the chapel? First up, exit sign. You You wouldn't even be able to miss me. Y'all would be gone. What? Are you saying that's a threat? No, it's uh, not a threat. It's more just predicting. No. Okay, then. What about you, Swept the Dog? You'd miss me because um, I literally sit there every single morning greeting people when they come in with my fabulous colours and nice pieces of rubbish on me. So you'd sort of miss looking at me. Yeah, they do look kind of cool. Okay, well, I think it's time for the audience vote then. So, can we have our noise man, please? And now... What? Uh-oh. All right, then what do you suggest we do, then, old man? Come <laughs> on. Uh. This is actually secretly a show about how you shouldn't trust technology. OK. I didn't mean to call you that. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't, you didn't even hear me. Okay. Yeah, All what right. do you suggest we do? Okay, okay then. <laughs> well, right. first up on the screamometer is 
exit sign. Three, two, one, shout! Okay then, next we've got Scrap the Dog. Give it up in three, two, one. (laughs) Now come here then and tell me the answer. (laughs) (laughs) 96.9. Judges! (laughs) (laughs) I guess we have our answer. Answer. Um, Dan, what do you think? Should we accept it? Mm. Should we have a revote? Okay. How about we nominate one person from the audience to be the judge because the lesson, people, is the human ear is always better than technology. Okay, so who should be our our judge here? So we we choose. Um, Young person just behind Johan there. What's your name? Want to come down and be the judge? Okay. Tell us your name. Okay. Down with technology. We trust the human ear instead. Okay, we're going to re-vote. And what's your name? Alfie. Alfie. Okay, here, I'll hand you the mic. So you're going to judge which one gets the most, the loudest noise. Here we go. Okay. Let's start off. Let's have the exit sign. Three, two, one. <laughs> okay. And now for Scrap the Dog in three, two, one. (laughs) Tell me, tell me quietly which one you think it is. Okay. Oh, you can announce it actually. Okay. Um, Okay, so our judge has made the decision. Everyone ready? On the count of three, we're going to find out big suspense. Okay. (laughs) The exit sign. Come on down, exit sign, acceptance speech. I feel so happy right now. You don't know how happy this has made me. You're fine. You're going to survive, I promise. I'll make sure of that. I think my mom, my little sister over there, my big sister over there, and everyone else in here, thank you. And Scrap the Dog, do you have any final words? Get out then. Damn. Nothing really, just you'll just miss my face. Mm. Okay then, get out. Okay, so. Oh, well, thank you, Scrap the Dog. You did well, you did well. Um, okay, so thank you again for joining us for Should I Stay or Should I Go here on East Leeds Community Radio as part of the Writing on Air Festival. Elliot, take it out with the theme music. And a big round of applause for all the participants. Darling, you got to let me know. Should I stay or should I go? If you say that you are mine, I'll be here till the end of time. So you got to let me know Should I stay or should I go? It's a 
Go somewhere where we can't see him over there. Oh.
forgot us. Where have your laws gone? I think about it now.
Welcome back to the show. Thank you very much to the Next Gen Foundation group for their game show, Should I Stay or Should I Go? Now it's time for the Next Gen Seniors group. So we're the Next Gen Seniors and we're going to be showing in our show music, poetry, a comedy sketch, a media mockumentary and much more. So everyone give it up for the big jingle. Learning to write? Let them think you were born that way. So wrote Ernest Hemingway. What do you write? Writing on air from Chapel FM. I realise that I've been in your eyes some kind of fool. What I do, what I did, stupid fish, I drank the pool. Hello, welcome to our live studio audience. How are you feeling, Agnes? I'm feeling good. I had a really good time earlier in my role as Aggie, so... Yes, we learned some important political lessons in that last show. What did we learn from that last show? Technology is bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and democracy is faulty. faulty. That wasn't planned, but you know, that's no, how these things work sometimes. Yeah, you you agreed. never know what you're going to discover when you're making live radio like this. <laughs> um, all right, so this is, this is show... This is the second to last show today in the Writing on Air Festival. So show number, I don't know, probably like 59, 61, something like that, out of the 76 mm -hmm. shows. How's the festival been so far for you? It's been really good, tiring, but Peter, who sat there, who I disrespectfully called old man earlier, um, has had an amazing job. So it's just been amazing seeing the show and the festival blossom. Excellent. Okay, so now, what do, we, what do we got coming up here? So we've got a sketch, a comedy sketch, uh, called What the Flip. Uh, I think it entails something about missing staff members. I don't know, yeah. but it should be really good. Here it is. So this is Amos, Johan, Zach, and Stephen with What the Flip. Back at the chapel again during the Writing on Air Festival. Where is everyone? No one's got here yet. Hi, oh, hi, Zach. Oh, hi, Emma. Oh, hi, Stephen. Why is anyone here? I don't know. Johan's not arrived yet. Hmm. I wonder where Johan is. Oh, hi, Johan. Hi, guys. Um... Uh, so, what are we doing for the Writing on Air Festival? I don't know. We're meant to meet in the open area with Agnes and the other adults to talk about it. I think Agnes and everyone else is a bit late, though. Wasn't well, Agnes with the Next Gen Foundation? Say, where are all the Next Gen Foundation? What the flip? So, apparently all the Next Gen Foundation got stuck in the lift. Oh, what a shame. I'm so sad that all the Next Gen Foundation group went missing. 
We should go tell Tony what happened. We've looked everywhere. Where is Tony? What the flip? What the flip? Tony just said on the WhatsApp group that he's gone, on a, gone to America on another holiday. Well, Peter should be in the chapel. He's the one running the whole Writing on Air festival. Let's just go find Peter in the cafe. Don't tell me Peter's gone as well. Where is Peter? What the flip? Peter's gone to the theatre again for the thousandth time. I thought Peter was meant to be here at the chapel. Well, Elliot, well, Elliot's on tech, and Tony and Peter are gone. That means Agnes is the only adult left. Let's go find Agnes, guys. Don't tell me Agnes is missing too. Where is she? What the flip? Agnes has just texted the group chat that she didn't like her new job and she's quit. She's also left the group. Oh, I give up. None of the staff are here. Hi, Dad. So, how about we go upstairs to see who does, who's doing music in Studio 3? There's always someone doing music up there. I thought they were meant to be rehearsing. Where have all the musicians gone? What the flip? Lydia's not here because she sung too loud and lost her voice. Josh has gone home with her and all the other musicians went out to get Monster. Guys, we should all just go down to the cafe for a cup of water and calm down. That's a good idea. Say, why is there a poetry book here? Weren't Sarah and Ellen meant to be writing a poem for it? What the flip? They just messaged the group chat saying they've got lost in a world of poetry. Why is everyone going missing today? Wait, where did Zach go? Oh yeah, he got picked up by his dad like really early today. I guess it's only me, you, Johan and the chapel today. Wait, isn't Elliot here? Elliot! Elliot, where did you go? Stephen, you know how to do the tech. Go, fulfill your destiny. Yes, go on, Stephen. Um. Stephen, turn the lights off and on again so that we know you're doing it. <laughs> Why is he so quiet, Amos? Amos, where did you go? Stephen, have you seen him anywhere?
to go a lot better. Oh well. That song was a Pogue song in honour of Shane McGowan who died yesterday, um, RIP, and now for Agnes and Charlie. So, um, this is the poetry segment, and Sarah and Ellie couldn't be here to read their poems because they are down south, but they are enjoying the time in the south. So, they are uh, both featured in the Writing on Air anthology that we have uh, released this year. It's the first time, right? First time this has happened, and we want to do it again next year, and the year after that, and the year after that, and the year after that. Um, so, yeah, their uh, poems feature in this book, and there were 300 copies made, and please buy one today, or if you're here tomorrow, or if you're listening and you want to come in, if you're not in the book, then it's £5, so please come and buy one, and then we can do another one next year. Uh, however, so we do have Ash here to read their poem live. Uh, so, Ash, come on out. Everybody, enjoy the live reading and welcome Ash to reading the poem. We're going to have Ash first and then we'll play two poems and that's from Seren and Ellie who can't be here today. Hi, I'm Ash. I'm going to read a poem called How Did It Get This Far? 
just a trigger warning, it can be a little bit graphic, so if you're not up for this, feel free to leave the room for a minute. Their hands obsessed and consumed over their skin, their brittle bones ambitious to be seen through their skin, the brain compelled to be directed by image. What's missing, they repeat. Who is it? What's missing? Do I need to work more? What's missing? Will I find it? Maybe I'll never know. A temple, a temple decaying and wasting away, once glorified and worshipped, now left in a cold, bony embrace. Now their hands and thoughts change, hands to ones with no compassion. What's missing? Is it a part of me? What's missing? Is it my reasoning? What's missing? Maybe I'll never know. Though still yet, in that dark, stands a happy soul. No need for these affections or dark thoughts of the conscious. They just stand and look at themselves, bursting with wonder, repeating, how did it get this far? Addressed to me. I miss the moments in front of me, always reaching for something else. Now I'm here. Yearning for what I discarded, the world fades to dust and I am nothing. Only the mistakes I made again and again, caged in, self-curated insanity, anger, disgust. I miss the peace, childhood and that youthful glow, untarnished, perfect, the street corners we used to play on, now lost to urban sprawl. The city I grew up in felt like home, yet now it lies wasted, trapped inside memories, blurred and travelling thousands of miles ahead of me. Leaving me behind, I am eaten alive by the crippling fear, the nights I spent rocking back and forth. I went missing, you know, and I drifted, far away from here listening for my screams and met only with deafening silence. The past keeps knocking at my door, but I was dragged away by a life that didn't exist. And now I am, I'm here. Am I supposed to feel pain? I hate that I can't remember the childhood I lost, all those hours I spent clawing for the future. Her Legacy in the footnotes and fine prints of history books, she sits and waits. She hopes that someone will read her story, learn her history, care about her contributions. But months turn into years which grow into decades which change into centuries of sitting and waiting. While time ticks on into yet another modern era, still no one recognises her life or bothers to think of how their lives became to be what they are. Her legacy is missing from the penned pages of the past, in which the ink dried before she was even considered. So society forgets those who forged their gleaming futures from nothing. Soon enough she'll be gone completely, lost to time's relentless push into a future which forgets so easily and doesn't account for the missing. 
such beautiful poems there read by Seren and actually Josh today uh, because uh, Ellie was feeling a little bit poorly yesterday when we recorded them. Uh, so up next we have Lydia who will be singing Talking to the Moon. Oh, 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 
Lydia. That was absolutely beautiful, Lydia. Um, so next up we have Lydia, Ash and Charlie playing House of the Rising Sun. Well, thank you to Charlie, Ash, and Lydia. Another round of applause for those both songs. 
and Josh are here. So we're going to hear now in just a moment a trailer of a mockumentary documentary that Josh and Jude are working on, and then we're going to have a discussion. So in just a moment here, Josh, while I set up the table, do you want to talk a little bit about the mockumentary? Yeah, sure. Um, so this media mockumentary, we fought the idea, and we were like, why not create into a bigger project? So at the moment, we're still in production. Um, we're planning on it to be a four-episode long mockumentary about what do people miss when an, a teenager goes missing. And what I mean by that is what does the media miss, what do school miss, what do family miss, and of course, important, what does the teenager miss? So you get to hear from all four sides of the story, and who knows what's to happen. But uh, are, we, are we nearly done? Yep. So do you want to well, play, play the trailer first? Did you know that a person in the UK goes missing every 90 seconds? I actually did not know that. Uh, how is that relevant to me? Well, our, sh our media mockumentary is about a teenager going missing and what they go through and what they see, but that... also what other people see. Yeah, that's so crazy that so many people go missing. And but... in addition, the media, what they see of a teenager and their delinquent behavior, as they quote. Yeah, like when you hear the word teenager or youth, what's the first thing that comes to mind? It's not generally positive. And then the school, how they see this young, but also very quiet student that usually sits in the back of the class. I always got the, it's so nice and intelligent, but never contributes because I did talk. And then we have the family who, they don't get any information out of the teenager because they never speak to them. Which is true to teenage life. That's just how teenage life works. And then there's the teenager themselves what they go through on a daily basis and how they see themselves when they go missing. Which, yeah, no. Teenagers all hate themselves. But, um, I'm looking at the time and it looks like another person's gone. So. All right, so that's, oh, yeah. So that's a little teaser of a project, Josh, that you and, and, and Jude are working on. So yeah. how did this idea first come about? Um, I think, well, we got the topic of missing. I mean, we've heard the word for like a few months now, so we couldn't really escape it. But we decided let's take a different turn to what we usually do here at Chapel and try and create something that most people don't go down the route of. So we don't really see much drama performances from next gen so we decided let's go down that route mm. and one of the things we're going to do is before we end is just get a few thoughts from the audience because as you're developing it's really great to get some feedback but also maybe if there's things that you want to be asking as well yeah, yeah. so this is mainly a sort of a Q&A session so if any of the audience members have any questions or any of the next gen have any questions as well 
feel free to ask them and uh, I'll try to answer the best I can. So Josh is open for questions, but what would you be interested in? So in this documentary, mockumentary series, a bit dramatized about teenagers, what happens when teenagers go missing, and there's this idea of the four layers, right? Yeah, the school. It's, it's like, it's like um, I don't know if you guys have seen, it's more like the iceberg. Like yeah. the, there's the tip of the iceberg, which is the media, and then there's the uh, bottom of the iceberg, which is the teenager. Mm. Mm. And it goes in layers. So I guess just, if you were going to be listening to this, so the things that you're curious about, about this whole question of teenagers going missing and how society responds or doesn't respond, why it happens, and what Josh and Jude and some of the others might explore going forward with this topic. Yeah. So, so I'll have, I'll, I've got a question for you, but then welcome a couple questions from the audience as well. Um, so when you go about doing this, first of all, um, are you envisioning going out into the community, into schools and things, gathering Vox Pops and other things like that? Yeah, I think it would be a, a great idea if we could. I mean, mm -hmm. if we get the um, voices from the teenagers themselves, how, what they view on um, not only like their life in school, but also it could help with that section. So we do have a school section, so when it comes to writing that, we will take our lives as a um, focus point, but also other people's lives as well. Great. We've got a question here from Dan, the panelist. Oh, I mean Dante. Uh, here we go, Dante. Who's missing? Ah, hmm. oh, well, it's your um, average everyday teenager. I've actually forgotten their name. I know that's bad of me, but um, I can tell you a description of them. They are a, um, I believe they are, well, like I said, uh, if you heard in the trailer, they are quite quiet in school. They don't usually talk to their parents. It's usually we've gone for the stereotypical teenager view because um, that's how the media sees it. They see it as a stereotypical teenager, so we're going to go for the stereotypical view. Mm. But we're going to use that stereotypical view and broaden out the horizons, show you what's actually underneath those stereotypical stereotypes. And why do you think radio or podcasting or audio is especially good for exploring this topic as opposed to, say, making a film or doing a newspaper story? Uh, I guess you could say it's, it's going to get out more. I think um, if you read paper, you're not going to feel emotion. You're not going to get anything from it. And if it's sort of a film, it's like a one-time thing you see every now and then. But with a medium documentary, it's here to last. It's here to stay. And with a podcast, like, you can re-watch that every, like, every time you want to. So with it being sort of like a podcast and a medium documentary mixed up, you'll see that it'll be able to last, but also it'll be more efficient to get the message across. Okay, we've got a question here from the third row. So how is this going to work? Exactly. How is this going to work? Well, I believe, uh, as I've said, we've got four episodes coming up. We believe that our first episode is going to be a live drama performance uh, right here when, when we have the space available. Uh, I believe it will be just me and Jude. But um, I believe if we need anyone else, we will ask around the next gen, see if we need any additional roles. And then every episode after that might be like sort of like a podcast pre-record. -pre so it's there physically. But if anyone would like the rest of the um, performances to be drama performances, I do not mind recommending that to Jude. Okay, another question. Yeah, hello. Why hello. did you choose to do a mockumentary rather than a documentary? Well, I think um, the whole idea is that um, the media makes the mockumentaries, uh, I should say documentaries. So we're making a mockumentary to mock the media in this case, because they definitely don't get the true idea 
of what teenagers are about. And when one does go missing, they just, oh yeah, so here's a teenager, they've gone missing. All right, time to move on to something else. Uh, it gets brushed off quite easily. So the reason why we're doing a mockumentary is we're mocking the media. Yeah. Oh, we're going to do Amos first and then we'll go up to James. Okay, Amos. Uh, when you say stereotypical teenager, what, what is the stereotypical teenager and where, where, where is this stereotype coming from? So if I think of like what the media says of a stereotypical teenager, I think people going out with like balaclavas on... Yeah, I guess there's um, a multiple stereotypes that you could go off of. I, I guess there isn't really one stereotype that you do go off of. But um, the stereotype that we've gone down is the quiet um, person who is able to do work, they're smart, they're capable, but they're not like outgoing, they're an introvert, they're not able to speak up for themselves, so we've gone down that teenager route. Um, there are many other different stereotypes of teenagers, but that's the um, one we decided to focus on. Uh, yes, I was thinking of the, uh, like you say, mockumentary. Um, a way of mocking the song and dance of media. How about a musical episode or a musical song for the media? Uh, that would be uh, an interesting one. I'd have to uh, bring that forward to Jude. I think um, if we had the musical talents, which I know we do uh, next gen, then we can definitely put that forward as something that we could do definitely for media because I think the media do a lot of things wrong when it comes to talking about teenagers. So we'll, we'll bring it across. Okay, Dante's making me jump over a few walls here, back to Dante. How old are they? How old are they? They are um, about, I'd say about my age, so around um, the sort of 14 to 16 age range, just so we can, it's sort of like you, you're going into sort of like college and possibly, or you're still in high school in this case, so you have a lot on your back, especially with GCSEs coming up. Okay, two more questions before we go. Uh, anyone else? Before Josh. Oh, we've got one from Peter Spafford in the back here. So are you exploring the question of whether teenagers hate themselves? I'm interested in that. Do they? Um, I, guess, I guess that's one way we're going down. Like We're going to investigate if teenagers do hate themselves. If they don't, um, it's more of a case of investigating teenage lives and being able to show people like what they truly are. So some teachers may be positive about themselves, or some teachers may, or some teenagers maybe not so much. But we're going to collect all of those views and see if we can get a general view on um, how people feel about themselves. And a final question for oh, oh Dante again. Dante again. Three. When does the first episode come out? There's not an official date yet, unfortunately. Uh, um, we're still, like I said, we're still in production. So I believe we do have um, sort of scraps of the first and first episode, but we need to write a proper draft down, and we can then we will start practicing it and getting it fully organised. But we don't have an official date yet. And Josh, in your dreams, if this program comes out and gets heard by people and talked about, what would you like to see it cause to happen in the world in your, your wildest that, dreams? Um, I hope that teenagers' lives are actually um, properly acknowledged because I know that. Um, from not only my own experiences, but every other teenager's experiences, that um, our lives can be quite stressful, and we have a lot riding on our backs with, again, media, school, families. It's why we chose those topics. So I think I'm hoping that our lives are at least acknowledged, and hopefully attitudes towards teenagers change. Excellent. Well, we look forward to 
hearing, seeing the documentary and the performances. So round of applause Thank for you. Josh and his companion, Jude, who couldn't be here today. And we are just about at the end of the show, Red Kite Live, but we'd like to, for the final installment, just a very quick discussion. So invite all the next-gen seniors to come back up on the stage. So you want me to and stay here? Yeah, you can stay there. And even any foundation folks can come up. So we just want to close with a discussion of on this topic of missing. We were talking about the idea of different things people miss. And one of the things that came up a couple weeks ago was the idea of missing the social cues, you know, this kind of little unwritten rules of society of how people are supposed to behave. So this is just a very quick roundtable for each person to say, just to think of something from your own experience or maybe someone else you know of a, of a the thing that you just feel like you just misunderstand. Like, why do people do that thing? What's a little social cue or social behavior that you miss? And so just a few comments. Um, so, and in no particular order, this is just people's chance to say things that you don't quite get when it comes to social cues. And Josh, do you want to start it off? I'll, I think I'll start because I've got the microphone. Great. Um, I guess missing social cues, I guess it's, it's fine. I don't really see the... Um, issue with missing social cues, because um, as a person myself, I can't read them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I find it, quite hard, find it quite hard to look at someone and they're trying to signal something to me and I'm like, what? And, and they have to verbally say it to me to make me understand, so I think, um, it, I, don't, I don't know why there's sort of a stigma around missing social cues, but um, I don't really understand why. Okay. I know one for me is there's definitely certain kind of jokes that I just don't get, right? Certain kinds. Some of them maybe it's cultural, coming from one country, moving to another country. But other times there's just certain kinds of humor where people tell certain sort of jokes. And maybe it's the kind of the, particularly jokes, I don't know, jokes that have a kind of a light, slightly mean edge to them. I just don't get the humor most of the time. So people will say, and I just have to kind of like nod my head. So, uh, Amos. I don't understand different people's accents. Oh, okay. <laughs> people like, with... Strange accents. Like when okay. you go to Liverpool, is anyone here from Liverpool? No, good. Well, when you go to Liverpool, <laughs> when you go to Liverpool, like the accent's funny for the first half an hour, and then it's just really annoying. Mm, uh, okay. But also like oh, slang. But then there's also like slang words in different like cities and things like that, and different cultures where you don't understand what a slang word means. Uh, see, I love those things. Before I came here, I had no idea what a ginnel was, but now I, I use that word all the time. A good ginnel. All right. Other social cues that people miss? Johan, there must be some social cue. What's, what's the social cue you miss? Uh, I don't really know. Like, sometimes, like, someone will be trying to tell you not to say something, but, like, <clears throat> you don't really understand, so you just keep talking. Yeah. And you, just, you keep talking. I think he's going. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Oliver, how about you? Social cue. I'm going to stick with Amos's idea about, like, slang words. I saw earlier that some people around the UK have a slang word for Christmas called Christy. I genuinely hope that wasn't real, but if people around the UK actually call Christmas Christy, please, Dodd. <laughs> All right. Are there social cues that people miss? Joe, I'm going to put you on the spot. Is there a social cue that you sort of just don't get? Yeah, I guess... Um, picking up on your theme, Oliver, there are Christmas um, around like gift giving and who gets who you give gifts to and how much and how you do that and everyone has completely different rules and some are more like outrageous. How how could you only spend that much on that person and it's all really random. All those rules. Callum, you got something? I don't get it. That. 
When you ask them a question, they'll answer and then they'll ask you a question. Like, you're meant to be asking the questions, <laughs> not the person answering. What, what did you say, Callum? <laughs> That's okay. Um, who's next? I hate it when you like talking to somebody. Uh, no, I hate it when somebody's talking to you and you can't hear them, so you keep asking them what they're saying and then they say it doesn't matter. I, I, I want to know what you were saying. It, it really annoys me. Okay, who next? Uh, Lydia. Oh, right, it's me now. Um, well, I don't have anything about social cues, but like one time when I was in London, I don't mean to offend anyone who is from London, but... Um, when I was down in London, uh, it was like about... Wait, what? Who's from London? Oh, I'm so sorry. Anyway, I'm continuing. So, um, when I was down in London, I um, was in a, like, a little gift shop when we went to the Army Museum. Um, and I was just talking to the shopkeeper because I was asking if she had anything. Like, the, you know, like, like a little badge with like the... Um, army museum like name on it and she's like hold on a minute can you slow down I don't understand you and I'm like what how can you not understand me I'm just speaking normally like what are you on about and she's like I'm sorry but people from like Leeds and places like that it's like you speak too fast and I'm like what Whoa. so that's just one thing that I don't understand Amos I'm passing this back to you why <laughs> um I don't like Crocs. They're just really uncomfortable. I think Crocs are so nice. They like massage your feet with those little bumps. Do you know they're, the little bumps inside? Yeah, there are so many shoes that are so much more comfortable mm. and you choose and look better and you choose Crocs. I like them. I was about to say, um, I, I feel like you were going to get onto this. I feel like speaking slowly is more of a decency thing than a social cue thing. What um, do you mean, decency? Like... If you're speaking to someone and, and you're trying to make them understand you, you would speak in sort of a tone that they can understand and at a speed they can understand. Mm. It's targeting me? No, I just, I, just, I just heard you say that um, speaking fast is, was a social cue and, and uh, I had to say something. Well, you brought up in this conversation about social cues. I literally said before I started speaking, this is not about social cues, but on with conversation. I hate it when people start arguing. <laughs> okay, we have time for a couple more. Anyone who hasn't also, wants to add something? Socks and Crocs all together is completely wrong. If you're going to wear socks, why are you going to wear Crocs with it? It makes no sense, especially in winter. Winter socks and Crocs, you may as well just... Put on better shoes. Put on trainers. Well, we, we cover it all here in Red Kite Live, from, from, from the functioning of democracy to socks and crocs. Okay, a couple more. Like, you'll be in a conversation with something, <laughs> with someone, and then they'll just start talking about something completely off-topic and not related to what you were asking them. You know, you'll be talking about social cues and they'll start rambling on about crocs. <laughs> yeah, that's okay, a couple more. We got three more before the end of the show. Okay, anyone else want to say something? Did you want to say something else? Oh, another, another comment from Callum here. Back to the topic of Crocs and socks. I totally disagree, Oliver. Crocs and socks belong together. 
You know, Crocs and socks are the total opposite of pineapple on pizza. Crocs and socks belong, pineapple and pizza doesn't. Right, actually okay. going back to social Strong opinions here. We don't shy away from the big controversies here at East Leith right. FM. Actual social Community things. Radio. Okay, I don't, I don't last like, bits. Um, cigarette smoke, it stinks. And I don't like it when people are smoking in public because it stinks. Okay. Car smoke. Car smoke is just about like the fuel, honestly. Petrol smells nice. Okay, so we. Last, last ones. Any social cues you miss? And a little bit of general whinging. You know, this is a chance. Get it, get it off. Get it off your, off your chest here. Steven's got to go. Okay. And then. Okay. okay. So this topic might have happened a bit ago, but I'm going to elaborate on Amos's like uh, point about when somebody speaks to you, right, and you can't hear what they're saying. Like they just say it doesn't matter. So like if somebody's laughing at something. And like, they, you ask them what what are you laughing about, and they they tell you what like they're laughing about, and you can't hear them, and they're just like it doesn't matter. Like, what are you laughing about? Why are you laughing too much about it? The laughter, the mystery laughter. Well, with that, I think we can wrap a round of applause for our panel discussion on missing the social cues. Crocs don't go on stop. And for this Red Kite Alive, live, both the foundation that performed first and Next Gen Seniors now. So we're just about at the end of the show. Agnes, how do you feel? I feel good. Okay, we're going to end on social cues with, uh, I think, one of your favorite singers. Does everyone know that Agnes, in addition to being the radio facilitator here, is a jazz singer? She sings with the Chapel FM Jazz Collective. We'll hear her sing maybe one of these days soon with CJC. And we're going to end with a little Ella Fitzgerald, Let's Call the Whole Thing Off, which is a bit about missing social cues as well. Yes. Yes. And, and so here is Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong singing Let's Call the Whole Thing Off with a, a strange accent as well. Here we go. Pretty pets, our romance is growing flat for you like this and the other, while I go for this and that. Goodness knows what the end will be. Oh, I don't know where I'm at. It looks as if we two will never be. Something must be done. You say either, I say either, you say neither, and I say neither, either, either, and either, neither. Let's call the whole thing off. Yes, you like potato, and I like potato, you like tomato, I like tomato, potato, potato. Tomato, tomato, let's call the whole thing off. But oh, if we call the whole thing off, then we must part. And oh, if we ever part, then that might break my heart. So if you like pajamas, I like pajamas. I'll wear pajamas, give up pajamas. Oh.